Why, hello there. I just want to go ahead and thank Alexander Mercury, C, and Molly Valkyrie. Thank you so much to you three for supporting us over on patreon.com slash mushroom station. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work, but if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, everyone, to Artificial Ghost Radio, and this is going to be a good episode. I can feel it in my bones. Ooh, hell yes. I love to hear that. <laughs> my name is Jupiter Morningstar. And my name is Joe Langhua. You can call me Dr. Bones. Oh, hello, Dr. Bones. <laughs> what do you diagnose me with? Um, well, if... I don't know. Jupiter, do you drink milk? No, I don't. I actually oh. don't. Well, I guess you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, here's the, thi- here's the thing, though, is I'm lactose intolerant. So <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> so if I were to drink a glass of milk, it would be a, a glass of poison that the only effect is that it would make me be on the toilet for three hours. Okay, here's my... Here's my Dr. Bones prescription for you. Okay. Um, one day in the near future, you will be Bones only. And that's going to be great when that happens. Okay. How near of a future are we talking about? I don't know, about? like <laughs> any, anywhere between three and 300 years. Okay. All right. Quite a span. Quite a yeah. span. Uh, I suppose in the... In the zoomed out bird's eye view perspective of the entirety of human history, that 300 years is a uh, near future, I suppose. Yeah. Well, bones have a different uh, perception of time. Okay. So it's like how uh, uh, dogs have dog ears. Bones <laughs> have... <laughs> Bones have bone years, is what yeah, you're telling me. That's what I call my college days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't. I tried so hard to leave that joke on the table. Um, oh, yeah. I'm in. Catch me in the bone years. <laughs> I'm over here. Uh, you know what I think about a lot? Uh, is. Cause, cause I'm I'm ace. I I have no desire or interest in in any of that of any of that boning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 
The only boning I do is playing the xylophone on a skeleton's ribs. Okay, I'm so glad that you said that because I really was tempted to go that route. Like, the, Me too. I think like watching Lion King as a kid, like really, really uh, nailed that connection into my head. That that xylophone situation. Um, you sure. hear that one specific instrument, and you're like, "That's bones." There, that's you're playing on a skeleton right now. Um, yeah, and I really wanted to find a song with that instrument in it, but I, I, I chose something else. Um, but I'm glad that you brought it up so we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the thing that I always think about with with the with the xylophone of bones, uh, is is like old like betty boop cartoons yeah my parents because my parents never showed me like there's that meme of um i don't know if you've seen it but there's the meme of like here daughter i'm gonna expose you to all of the culture from when i was a kid so that you will never be able to relate to anyone your age (laughs) uh but uh but yeah so very much that but like still those betty boop cartoons are are mostly pretty good from what i remember uh but uh, the the thing that I was uh, that I was going to say that that I think about a lot is in the um, in the Lil Nas X song Rodeo from before he was uh, he was known it was like known that he's gay but like he wasn't as publicly out yet right uh, and uh, there's this line where he's like because where he's really trying to sound straight and. Uh, so he says, we might go out from this party and might go and have some sex. And it's just the <laughs> way he says it is so like, he's just like, I need to breeze past this as quickly as possible. And it's so funny. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think about that every single time that I am making jokes about, about boning or whatever yeah. is, is yeah, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this party and go have some sex. Like it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Um but anyway, uh with with all that said and done, with all the with this is a this is we're get ready for a bitless episode from yeah. here on forward. No bits to be found. Well there there'll be bits. They just we're done with the we're we're done with the bone means sex joke that we did one of them and that now it's over <laughs> oh now you've now it's the challenge it was now a challenge you've... going into the episode and i failed so fast <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah 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 um uh uh joe i i simply have a question for you just one question okay What's your song? My song? It's a bone song. Uh, thanks again for the theme, Alexander Mercury. Thank you for suggesting that in the Theme Ideas channel on Discord. The mm, bone thank you so song much. that bone I'm bringing. Songs. I, uh, I mentioned at the, last of the, at the end of the last episode that I have multiple times in my lives, in my lives, my many lives, lives, my many goes around. Are you a cat? Are you a little meow meow? <laughs> are you a little? Are you a little meow meow, Joe? <laughs> In my, uh, I have many times made a playlist on some media server service or another called Bones, and all of the songs had bones. In the name, and I had—I I remember I, I got it up to like at least nine or ten entries, and this is the song that like first 
came to me as the memory of like like the first song on that playlist or whatever but it was like it was the most obvious go-to answer and then i listened sure. to it again and i'm like i don't know if this is as good as i remember i used to really love this album and i've been listening to it again recently and it's it's like i like it still but it's it's fine but we'll see we'll see how we feel after we listen to it the song is called bones and it is by editors off of the album and then has a start all right so, let's uh let's give it uh let's give it a little dangle little old dangle listen a little old dangle little old dang 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 little listen yeah sure Systems put in place, put there to protect us. For you, I throw a lifeline every time. Oh, retreat, retreat, I fall in that below tides. Oh, retreat, retreat, or meet me by the quayside. That's bones. That's bones right there. That is that is very much bones. That is what do you, so bones. What do you think of bones, Jupiter? I I I liked that song. I do not think that it would be a song that I would personally listen to on the reg, but I do like it. Mm-hmm. It's um very um it gives off such um I don't know the Tell me if I'm right here, but I'm there is like such a twinge of like religious fervor to this song in a way that but like from from someone who was excommunicated, if that makes sense. I think that's fair. I, I think um and I think that's part of why I liked it so much when I was younger. Sure. Um because I was raised Catholic and I right around when I started listening to this album and this band is when I started to have troubles with the church and leaving sure. the church and stuff. Sure. And I mean specifically okay, and I was I was listening to the song, I was looking at the lyrics and and I think that what I'm about to say kind of describes the album overall and, and my feelings on it. <clears throat> I think that like musically it's not the most interesting um it's it's good it's engaging but it's not like the most interesting I, you know maybe it was pretty like groundbreaking at the time in the mid-aughts but like it sounds like a mid-aughts song to me sure. um instrumentally i really like the the just the frantic like high distortion guitar like it just it adds a certain flavor that is is fairly you know like you hear it other places but it, it's it's iconic for this band i guess um yeah. and, it, and it adds a little something special to this song it's, it's same thing with the voice the singer the the voice is it's a little weird but it's um it's iconic like you know you you can't really mistake it for somebody else y- yeah absolutely the words lyrically i used to like this band a lot more and I am now looking back at it, and I think like half of the songs are kind of like nonsense poetry, which I'm not necessarily against, but I just don't think it's very good nonsense poetry. Um, and then the other half are kind of like platitudes almost. 
And I used to get a lot of comfort out, out of it. And I think that's where this religious fervor is coming from. You, you, I was going to point out the line, and it's still one of my favorite lines, uh, even though I kind of think of it in a different way now. But in the chorus, in the end, all you can hope for is the love you felt to equal the pain you've gone through. And like when I was a teenager, I, that's that brought me comfort, like thinking, you know, I, I like losing heaven, you know, and losing an afterlife and feeling like what is left. And that was something that I could hope for. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind yeah. of my relationship with the editors overall and with this song. Yeah. Not the editors. It's just editors. My bad. The the editors you're giving them you're giving them a a a, a proper title. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think that's like I always find it very interesting hearing hearing the perspectives of because uh, I was um I was not raised religious at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I I was raised. Uh, I guess atheist, kind mm-hmm. of. My, my parents' stance was always, and this was their stance with everything, but my parents, my parents' stance was, uh, I don't know, you figure it out, basically. <laughs> it was like, oh, I, I remember asking at some point of like, I would ask stuff like, hey, are we Christian or are we Democrats or Republicans? And I was like six. Mm-hmm. And, and they would just turn to me and be like, I don't know what you what do you think and I'm like I'm 6. <laughs> anyway, no, but um but yeah, so I I was never like my grandparents are religious uh uh but I never really was re- I've I've been to church a total of maybe 3 times in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I was never raised uh with with religion in mind uh and so I always find it so interesting to to hear from uh, people who were raised religious or are or are currently religious mm-hmm. because there is a because really the experiences are so, like so different yeah like and and different from religion to religion as well and uh, I don't know like. In a way, it's just like I, I, where I'm like really invested, but also like I can't relate at all, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. yeah, because yeah, no, I, it, because it, it, I because it, I simply can't, and this is something that uh, uh, is is you know kind of the reason why we tell ghost stories and we tell uh, stories about skeletons or whatever is. Uh, because I was never promised an afterlife, and so I can't imagine that being taken away. Right. But the the idea of the afterlife being blocked off for whatever reason is the entire basis for ghost stories and undead fiction and vampires yeah. and zombies and all of that. It is all experiences of uh things that should be dead being alive in some way anyway not being allowed uh to to fully pass on right and like i don't know i find it very fascinating as 
as someone who does not have that connection to uh because i'm just like ooh, fun ghost story ooh, funny skeleton but like there is some a a lot of very raw emotional feelings there that i just that just wash right over me because i just don't Mm -hmm. get it that's fair i mean honestly like that is how i feel about ghost stories these days i love skeletons and halloween and spooky stuff but i don't often think about you know, I don't often at least consciously think about, like, the the ramifications, the, the, the spiritual ramifications of an undeath when I'm engaging sure. with that material. Sure. Um, but I am glad that you brought that up and that you use that, that term specifically because uh, of religious fervor, because this band and a lot of other music that I was listening to at the time has always been comforting in a way that I could not put my finger on. I never would have been able to identify that comfort as coming from a like a vestige of religiosity uh, mm. on my own. And I'm like, you said it and I immediately clicked. I'm like, that's, that's what it is. And it is still comforting to me in that same way, even though I have very much fallen very far away from that. But I don't know. It's like nostalgia kicks in as well, you know, like sure. whatever, but Sure, absolutely. Um, I still think like it's it's weird because on the one hand, I think that this band is a little bit uh, elementary, I guess, and on the other hand, I, uh, I I think that that simple pleasure and that simple comfort of you know the the very melodramatic and melancholic the the love that you felt is equal to the pain that you've gone through. I think that's there's still value in that. And, um, it's, I'm, I'm at a weird impasse with this song. Like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not able to say I like it or I dislike it. And, uh, a lot of times I just attribute to that, that to, to nostalgia, but I think it's more than that. I think there's, this is just a weird case, a weird middle ground for me. Yeah. I, I definitely hear you on that. There's, um, I think there is a lot of, uh, a lot of things of it, it is always worth it to look back on the things that you enjoyed as a kid and to look at them now through a um through the lens of your adult current self yeah. and reevaluating what they mean and what they meant and yeah. and uh you know even occasionally realizing of just like Oh, this thing was uh, extremely problematic the whole time, and I just didn't notice or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I—that's not this song, but still, that like it is—it is worth it always to to reevaluate what things are important to you because I think that that it's so easy to either to come at things with the mindset of. Uh, I liked this as a kid and therefore I have to always like it the same right. amount forever. I've already put it in the bin. The good things. Right. Right. Or the opposite of that to uh think of art as being exclusively consumable and throwing it away when you're done and then right. never thinking about it again. Yeah, I and, I can't handle that. Like Yeah. I, I, when I realized, when I had the epiphany that 
art changes. The same art, the same song, TV show, video game, whatever. It changes as you, the subject, change. Even if it's the same thing, like, it is different. And, yeah. And I don't know, like, that just blew my mind. Like, you, you already think about how there's so much... There's so much media out there that you could never possibly consume even a like a decent fraction of it. But then on top of that, you as you as a subject change, the same things are different every time that yes. you watch them. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's uh, uh, e- frankly, even with my song, I've I've been having that as well. I also went with a nostalgic pick. Good. Maybe something about Bones brings us back. <laughs> Maybe it's something to do with, um, well, first of all, you know, just like growing up as a spooky kid, but also like maybe there's something thematic about like when we think about bones, we're thinking about things that are old and dead. And so we want to go back to the things that are yeah. now old and or dead. That could be it. I, I like that, Reed. That gives us a little bit more credibility. What's your song, Jupiter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so my song uh, is... I I went on a bit of a journey with this one, right? A little bit, anyway. So, I will go ahead and say, the song that I ended up landing on, uh, a, a nostalgic pick from me, is uh, Dead or Alive by Oingo Boingo. Okay. Uh, okay. Oingo Boingo uh, is um, Danny Elfman's former band. Uh, and Danny Elfman is most known for composing uh, the some song or another for basically every movie that exists. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and Beetlejuice. Beetle, Beetlejuice. Well, here's the thing. Danny Elfman's music scoring career, like, it started off really strong. And he, and he made some of the best, the best, like, title themes or whatever for, yeah. for a lot of movies. And then eventually... Uh, his music became completely indistinguishable from w- what everyone else was making. Yeah. Uh, and he recently put out a new album that is definitely weird that I have not listened to a lot of because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of old man music at this point. And I'm just like, I don't mm. know. I don't know. But, uh, I might give it a, I might give it a, a, a solid listen. Uh, uh, but that said, uh, Oingo Boingo what, uh, is a is a band that uh, that my dad introduced me to once again was not able to relate to people my age, uh, <laughs> but uh, still I really like Oingo Boingo. Uh, uh, they are a uh, they were that are were whatever they're a band that um, that just makes a lot of very spooky adjacent songs that I find very compelling. And there are not many uh, uh, musical acts that are quite like them uh, that I am aware of. I've heard a few. But that said, before we get to the song, like I said, I went up on a bit of a journey with this one, even down to almost changing my song (laughs) mid-episode. Because... I remembered, oh, what, I, I just remembered another band that, that my parents introduced me to that, uh, in retrospect, 
is not as good. Uh, the the squirrel nut zippers, mm. who uh, I they are a, a blues adjacent act uh, that has been around for a while. I think they started in the eighties or something like that. But basically, the the conclusion that I reached, uh, pretty much, wa- oh, they formed in nineteen ninety three. All right, well, but yeah. Swing, jazz, blues, that sort of thing. Basically, what what I have now come to realize uh, from just looking into them while while you were talking, Joe, earlier this episode, uh, is oh oh these guys are just repackaging uh, music that black people were doing in the 1920s and 30s yeah. and just repackaging it for uh, 90s white audiences. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, that sucks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, I I cannot necessarily claim that Oingo Boingo is a entirely better band. I, I don't I don't know, but uh, I I'm a little bit suspicious of any band from this era, frankly. Yeah. Uh, that said, um. I do have a lot of nostalgic for, nostalgia for them, and I do still listen to at least this album, Good For Your Soul, uh, fairly regularly. Uh, and the reason why I, I wish that I spent more time with this one is because I feel like I really wish that I came up with a new song, or at least a more recent song, uh, searching around in Bandcamp's blues category mm. because a blues song feels like it would work so perfectly for yeah. uh, for this theme, and I really enjoy spotlighting uh, smaller recent artists uh, who are active uh, today. But apparently, this is a nostalgic episode, so we're gonna go for it. We're just going uh, for it. It's okay. We can do this yeah. sometimes. We can do this sometimes, you know? Uh, so, uh. You told without- me I had to pick a song with lyrics, so I went I t- to my old playlists. <laughs> you know what? Fair <laughs> enough. You got me. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and give Dead or Alive by Oingo Boingo a little listen, shall we? think that song fucking ruled yeah honestly like i'm glad that i went with this song honest okay so uh for for any fucking oingo boingo heads in the audience do you we have no way of judging what our like age demographics are (laughs) like how 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 old are some of y'all how old are y'all i would i would wager that Nearly every listener of this show 
is younger than I am, barring my sister. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm imagining. Uh, uh, and frankly, even if we did have a way of measuring this, I wouldn't utilize it because I find that analytic shit very creepy. Yeah, but it's too like, it's too boring for me. <laughs> It's also very boring, and let me also tell you this, tells you nothing. Like, yeah, like I want to make, a- uh, make the show I want to make if... I don't right. care if you like it or not. Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a total sidebar. This is a total sidebar, but, like, you know, uh, Twitch and YouTube and whatever, they'll give you all of these analytics about, about your audience, uh... And it's for no reason because, <laughs> like, like you can you you can you can fully try and uh and make your content to perfectly select some demographic and and maximize the the um oh there's a word for it but whatever content words but you're it's just all you're gonna do is you're gonna. Make yourself very sad and burnt out, uh, and you're just going to be chasing numbers for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, and it's not great. Uh, that so, said, Jupiter, I'm said. not an Oingo Boingo head. I don't know that I've ever. I, I've I know I've listened to a song or two by them, but I've never I've never saved one of their songs to a playlist, which I did while sure. we were listening to this song. <laughs> the song fucking rules. <laughs> it's a it's a great song. I would I, I would recommend this entire album, frankly. Uh, there are, I I will also say, uh, that, uh, I think that this song is in sort of, for, for the Owen Gopo and Go Heads, if there are any out there, uh, listening to this, that I think that this song is in, in sort of, it's very similar in a lot of ways to the much more popular Dead Man's Party, but I think that this song is just straight up better. I think it's a much better song. If I'm honest, Dead Man's Party is probably their most popular song, and I'm taking the stance that Dead or Alive is way better. But that said, um, uh, this whole album has a, gr- a lot of great stuff going for it. There is a song uh, that is, uh, for anybody interested, there is a song that... Uh, I no longer really care about the Adventure Zone, but there is a song that so is so perfectly a accidental fan song for Taz Balance. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> literally, uh, it's called "Fill the Void," and you can draw your own conclusions off of that. But uh, it's a great album. Great album. This song in particular really enthralls me because. Uh, it is, it, I love it because it's not an allegory for anything. It's just a no. story of this, this person, whoever they are, whoever the main character of the story is, uh, being haunted by a spooky figure. Yeah. A spooky and it could undead. Be, this is the great thing. It Like, the great part is, like, you can, you can interpret this however you want. And yeah. I, I, I have thought of several interpretations that I think are fun and I, I like but no, it doesn't have to be. But like, there's no like this song does not need to be elevated by a more impactful story or whatever. It's just a fucking ghost story. Yeah, and and I really appreciate. There's actually like 
There's a there's a very specifically ghost story on this album that I also love a lot that I really want to talk about. Hey, could um could somebody uh, could somebody listening uh could you go into the theme suggestion channel in our Discord uh and uh could you suggest uh songs you had a crush on as a kid? <laughs> Because I, I that would be the that that would be the uh, the the perfect theme for me to talk about that song, but a thing that I struggled with uh, with this theme was coming up with a song that was Bones and not Ghosts. Yeah, because I feel like there are a lot of ghost songs, and I thought of a lot of ghost songs. Yeah, and I really struggle really struggle with finding a Bones song. Yeah, and uh, this song. I I love it because, like you were saying, it can be interpreted in multiple different ways. And, like, sure, you could try and elevate it with your interpretations, or you can just, like, geek around like, hey, what kind of thing is this? What kind yeah. of thing is haunting this person? What kind of things are these? Yeah, You, know what, you right. want to know my favorite line in the song? Yes. No one else can see it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that line throws me for a loop. Uh, every, I I don't think I've noticed it like the first I don't know couple dozen times that I listened to this when I was a kid, and then listening like I I took a break from the album and then I came back years later and I listened to the song. And was like, what do you mean no one else can see it? That adds a completely other dimension to this song. It's great. I, I love this. Uh, hiding in the cupboards like little mice. Hiding in the refrigerator. That isn't nice. No. That isn't nice. That isn't nice. It's not I an animal. I just wanted a midnight snack. Yeah. It's not an animal. It don't have legs. <laughs> no legs on this one. I, I, I really... It's, um, you know, it's so reminiscent, I think, of a lot of, like, practical effects 80s horror yeah. movies. Yeah. Where, like... Yeah, like it would totally be a scene in one of those those movies where they the uh, somebody opens a fridge and there's just a a a massive flesh with a face just looking back and it's a puppet. Yeah. Obviously, it's a disembodied wet disembodied hand, cousin it. Yeah, or, no, not cousin it with the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. Bring back practical effects for horror movies for real. Cowards. Every time I watch a modern horror movie, I say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and everything like, everything could be a cut, and the reason why they don't is because CG artists are not unionized, yep. and uh, practical effects artists are unionized, yep. and so they can uh, more uh, effectively exploit the labor and pay them all less. Uh, so that's the reason why every movie looks like a fucking Fortnite commercial now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know... Honestly, inevitably, every movie ends up being a Fortnite commercial. <laughs> yeah, right? Literally, like, God, Fortnite is really, like, just the black hole absorbing all culture. It sure is, isn't it? It's so, it's, and I, and I get when people, like, people who love that game, they get excited about that stuff. And, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not disparaging anyone who actually enjoys that game, include, including good friends of mine who, who enjoy the game. Uh-huh. That said, <laughs> I really, I really wish that it wasn't such a, a, a monolith. Yeah. I agree. I, agree. I hate it. I, anyway. I'm, I am sure that there are merits to the game. Uh, it, if things can be, 
things can be more than one thing at once. It can things, be a fun yes. video game and also bad for culture. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I I am. You know what? At this point, I am. I'm, I don't even ha- get any joy out of seeing gifs of weird characters doing weird dances anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm dead. I'm dead inside. I'm dead inside. I I. How many times am I gonna see Sasuke doing a funny dance? <laughs> you cannot it, make me smile by showing me Master Chief do a silly little ballet dance. I it, I it, I can't. Show me that. Show me that in a shitty Flash animation in 2008. Fuck yeah! I'm rolling on the yes. floor laughing for real. Absolutely. Uh, Show I'm, me that in I'm the Fortnite engine. I'm ruffling my pants off. I'm ruffling my whole butt off. Absolutely. LMBO. Uh, LM- <laughs> LMBO. Uh God, I'm sorry. Now I'm now I'm now I'm just googling. Now I'm just googling Fortnite to get mad, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye. Point is, uh this this song is great. I yeah. I I really also uh, it is bones because there's this part where he says, um, remember there was a time when dead and buried meant just that underneath the cold, dark round things stay put. Oh, them bones. They make them bodies walk them bones, them bones. If they could only talk. Yep. So that's there's bones. also a line earlier on his eyes are open, but he doesn't see a thing. His skin is peeling off. His bones are sticking out. Oh yeah. I'm getting scared. Yeah. Hey, Joe, let's, I want to, if you're okay with this, I want to have a fun exercise here. Okay. Teamworking it between the two of us, I really, I want to describe this creature. (sighs) I want to have a, I want a word picture of what this creature looks like. I hate to ruin your fun. Okay. In my mind. For the most part, the creature works as being a disembodied hand, because that is the first line of the song. I disagree. Okay. (laughs) I disagree, because there are... Sure, the first line of the song is, there in the shadows looks like a hand. Well, I... Sorry. That that does not... There are so many things in the song that discredit... The interpretation that it's his a eyes disembodied are open, hand. but he doesn't see a thing. I I think I think there are actually multiple creatures. I don't think it's one monster. Oh, or it's okay. something. It's one monster that is changing shape. What if it's like a thing situation, and not thing like in uh uh not like Adam's family thing, right. but thing as in John Carpenter's thing. The thing, yeah. Where. Uh, where it is, it is one sort of flesh mess. Think about, uh, uh, <laughs> think about my, uh, my dear husband, Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. Think about how at the end, you didn't, I, you might not know this, but at the end of that game, at least at the end of the remake, uh, Nemesis turns into a, a big flesh wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's truly a sight to see. I really love it. Um, what if it's like sort of something like that, but smaller, where it is it is just a flesh mess that is crawling around, bones out, you know, like where it's constantly like changing shape, you know, it's yeah. sort of 
you know, it's it's adapting to the environment. It is. You're right. Yeah. No, no, no. It is. It is a nemesis that is following this guy around and haunting him and changing shape and constantly yeah. powering up and getting stronger. But no one else can see it. No one else. That is the only difference, I think. Yeah. So why can't, now why can't anybody else see it? Now, is it just now? Is it just that uh, that the monster has some sort of power that makes it you know like maybe it's a sort of thing of like um where uh uh where for whatever reason it just has like part of its deal is that when it latches on to someone like it only exists in that person's I don't reality even think, you know what i mean i don't even think it's something i don't even think it has to be that high-minded i i think i think it's fucking with him and you know, what we hear many times throughout the song is that it moves so fast, corner, corner of my eye. Like, he can barely sure. see it sometimes. So if sure. he tries to point it out to somebody, it's gone already. Like I it's, see, I see. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like, like uh, it, it goes through the air vents or the drain or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to do it among us, too. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the me when the flesh mess. I love describing things as a flesh mess. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's a very evocative descriptor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I really. I really like. I. Here's the thing: is the more we talk about this thing, the more I like it. It's a friend. It's a friend for it's sure. An it's evil a friend, friend for sure. Why don't? Here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking about. Why don't you get character in the song? Why don't you? Uh, start feeding it, and maybe yeah, it can turn it into in a, the like fridge. It was hungry. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, then it can turn into like an Audrey 2 sort of situation where uh, where you keep feeding it human bodies until it grows and destroys famously, the city. Famously good for the main character, Audrey 2 situation. Famously great for the, like, there is, there is no way that anything can go wrong with that. I really... I really love uh, the the you know about the uh, the original ending to that movie, to where I I don't uh, I mean I don't know the the I don't know which one's the original the one the one that's canon in my mind is the one where uh, like you know Seymour like saves the day or whatever and has his happy ending and then there are like saplings just out in the front yard yeah and it's so- too late. So that's that. Well, now it's so funny because the original ending makes the Earth is Doomed thing way more explicit. (laughs) Because the alternate ending, the original ending that test audiences hated, and you can look it up, it is the the footage is out there. Uh, The original ending to Little Shop of Horrors has um, Audrey 2 and maybe and I think maybe just like the saplings from the movie from the end of the movie has them uh, uh, eventually grow to building size height and it just shows a rampage of them destroying cities and eating people and mm-hmm. and basically destroying the entirety of humanity. Well, that's more honest if you think of the obvious parallel that the Audrey 2 is a allegory for capitalism so like right that's, that's yeah. what it does so yeah and uh, uh and let me tell you this is that they should have kept it 
I know that I know that test audiences hated it, but you know what? Test audiences are gonna have a visceral re- visceral reaction to something. I and don't that, know. And I mean, that I does agree not mean, with you. That does not I, mean that they are right. I I agree with you that the art would have been more honest with that ending, but I'll tell you what, the ending that they do have with the saplings, I hated as a kid. I Oh yeah, like, same. I didn't want to watch the ending of the the movie because I didn't like how it ended. I didn't like you, that you it wanted, had a bad ending. You wanted, because I didn't you understand live, you wanted everything. To live in the reality. You wanted to live in the reality where everything was going to be fine. I didn't know what capitalism was the first time I watched that movie, <laughs> let alone be able to do the, the work to get there and like make it make sense. But yeah, I, I just think they should have kept the ending where here's the thing. <laughs> I think they should have kept the ending where Audrey two, uh, Godzilla's an entire city. I'd like to. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see that version for sure. I'll now. send it to you after the recording. Thank you. Okay. Now, now that I feel like we've done pretty much everything we can about this song, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. One, two, three, let's go. So, uh, this is, this is the second part of the show. And yes. in the second part of the show, uh, what do we do at the start of the second part of the we show? Start what, is, by... what is the, fir- what is the first part of the second part of the show? The first part of the second part of the show is where we talk about our lovely sponsors who uh, help us make sure that this network can stay afloat and that we can keep making quality shows for you. Now, as of right now and possibly for the remainder of time, we don't have any... Uh, sponsors, right. so to speak. It is, so we're going to just is, talk about ourselves. It is. It is worth saying that uh, we we have the internal decision, and we'll we'll make it a, a thing later. But the internal decision is that we will never accept any corporate, like yeah. big business sponsorships. Uh, I wanted to do a joke where I just named a bunch that we weren't going to have and then it was going to bleep them out. But then I remembered how annoying it is to hear bleep noises in podcasts. So I'm not doing that. Fuck you, Casper mattresses. Fuck you, purple (laughs) mattresses. Fuck you, other mattress company. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fuck you, Raycon. Uh, Bleeps, bleeps abound. You you don't need to bleep them. We are al- we are allowed to insult corporations. Yeah, don't no, be, I just don't. don't I just don't want I don't even want any any kind. I don't even want their names in this show. I, I'm I'm I upset. See. All right, I used to bleep the word Fortnite when I was running GNH. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Um, Here's the, here's what I will say. Instead of, instead of doing a bleep, cause bleep, you're right. Bleeps are annoying and I get what you're saying. Um, just replace it. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a clean audio. Just replace it with me saying bleep. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Fuck you, Audible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So first of all, dear listener, I would like to tell you. About our movie nights uh, in the Discord. If you are a member of our Discord server, we watch a movie together as a little community 
once a month, uh, usually in the latter half of the month. We've been shooting for weeknights because that seems to be better for people. And the last one that we watched was The Secret of Nim, which if you didn't join us, you can watch it on YouTube for free. And it's a great yeah. little movie. That it that it was such it was such a fun movie night. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, we we have fun. We, you know, chat about the movie while it's playing, but we, you know, try to keep it a little limited so we can all follow along still. And if you are joining in voice, you can chat with us that way. And if you would rather just, um, you know, like not be in voice or, or whatever, you can you can follow along in the text channel as well. So, yeah, we'll hang out, watch a flick together. And it's a fun time. And uh, if you haven't joined us for one of them, you can join us for the next one. Absolutely. And I want to tell you about a little show called Enchanting Aspects. Enchanting Aspects is uh, my other uh, show on the network uh, that, well, okay, technically I have two other shows on the network and the other one is coming back soon. Your other uh, active show. Look, I I think about this a lot and I just think it's it's very funny because like we are we are looking at expansion, we are looking at reaching out to other shows. Uh and until that point, I do just find it very funny that I'm sure there are people out there who look at Mushroom Station and they're just like, oh, it's just a vanity project for Jupiter. <laughs> 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 um no, but uh uh Enchanting Aspects is a, a tremendously fun show uh, for me. Uh, I uh, do it with my dear friend, Amy Terry, who uh, is consistently hilarious and consistently mm-hmm. uh, just insightful uh, and just fun and a, and a great co-host. And uh, we the, the pitch for the show is that we take a little magnifying glass on all of the little parts of the art that we enjoy that, you know, you always hear that, uh, that like, oh, this is greater than the sum of its parts. But we want to look at the parts before they're summed. <laughs> because these parts are really great. <laughs> these parts are really... I hold, Hey, hold on on summing them. We need to... <laughs> We Check need out to these parts. Look at these parts. <laughs> uh, and we take a highlight to those those parts, those those bits, those aspects of oh. the art we enjoy. Oh, uh, we f- that we find enchanting. Even I get it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, and uh, we we each bring one per episode. We we give a, a proper spotlight to it. Uh, I have. I always really struggle in remembering the things that I've brought into the show. It's so funny because the <laughs> the the first thing that always pops into my head is Mr. X's hat. But that was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> uh I've talked about uh like being able to yell objection into your microphone in uh the 3DS version of Phoenix Wright games. Yeah. Uh I have talked about uh, the uh, headlines in Cookie Clicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about how uh, cool and gay Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are in uh, the Harley Quinn animated show. 
Uh, and Amy has talked about a lot of fun stuff too. I'm just uh, uh, an egomaniac because this is a vanity project for me. <laughs> Guess what? You are all right. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, you gotta check out Enchanting Aspects. Great show, great show. Go listen to it. And, yeah, it's a uh, lot of fun. Uh, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it or don't. Yeah, that's 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 right, listener. That's, <laughs> we're putting we're putting the spotlight on you. Enjoy it or don't. Those that's are your right. only two choices. Those are two paths diverge in the wood. Robert <laughs> Frost's famous quote: "Enjoy it or don't." <laughs> Enjoy it or don't. Robert Frost um, Robert Frost was never talking about anything meaningful. He was only talking about content. Yeah. Are for you who, trying to tell me who, that content isn't meaningful, Jupiter? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for us to spin the wheel. Time to spin the wheel. I'm sick of this. The wheel of Discord. Thank you. Did that clip the mic cuz I'm curious? Let me check. No. Oh, okay. All right. I got my shit on lock. Yeah, you I'm a do. Professional. Meanwhile, I am every single episode. I sound different. I swear. Yeah, the last one, <laughs> your mic was so quiet. I remember when we started, you were like, "It's really small. It's fine. We can fix it in post." And I really tried, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I truly don't know what was going on because for like all of the sudden. Uh, the the audio interface I have just decided to pump out everything so quiet. And now, looking at it now, it is a appropriate volume. <laughs> well, but I'm just like good. I I can't touch any of these knobs, or else everything goes to hell. <laughs> I've spun up my song. The song is called "D is for Dangerous" by Arctic Monkeys. Oh, an Arctic Monkey. The only Arctic Monkey song that I have ever, like, really listened to is Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High? Yeah, that's a good one. It's, that's pretty it's good. Not my, it's not my fave track by them, but it's, it's, it's out there. My, it's, a, my, it's a hit. My perception of Arctic Monkeys has always been uh, that, I I don't know, I... They're songs that you put on mixtapes for your crush. <laughs> Am I saying that because it was featured on a mixtape made for me? Yes. But that's okay. That's sweet. <laughs> D is for Dangerous is off of the album Favorite Worst Nightmare, which is probably my favorite Arctic Monkeys album. Um, uh, it's that or Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino because that is so different and so chill. Such a good vibe. But... This one is, it's, it's from the same year as the other album that I brought today. It's from 2007. Um, and I like this song a lot, so I am excited to listen to it, and I, I hope you like it too. Yeah, I, I am, I'm very interested to listen to it, because my, my perception of the Arctic Monkeys, um, I'm just going to be real, one of the whitest bands I could ever That's imagine. That's totally fair. That is totally fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> extremely extremely white but you know what uh sometimes white people have culture too <laughs> well let's find out <laughs>
And that's it. And that's it. Uh, you know what I realized listening to the song? What? Uh, is that Arctic Monkeys is the, uh, is 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 the next band in a or I should say one of the bands in the lineage of bands taking the seat that Oasis left behind. <laughs> it was like it was Oasis, and then it was Blur, and then it was Arctic Monkeys. Uh, and also, I also want to say, uh, Blur was uh, uh, Damon Albarn's first uh-huh. like big project uh yeah. b- before gorillas and let me tell you th- those songs are not good uh blur blur is not a good band if you ask me <laughs> i think that there's some good ones on there but yeah. agree to disagree yeah that's fine that's fine i mean gorillas isn't great these days anyway so <laughs> no well uh, g- gorillas okay gorillas was good but also uh it it is really worth acknowledging how uh, how Noodle as a character in the Gorillas Band is like the way she's depicted is is so often, especially in the old in the like original days, so often so racist. Uh, oh, and yeah. and no one really ever talks about that. Uh, I just there are some problems. Mm-hmm. There are some problems, but overall, as a band, Gorillas was good. Now it's not. Um, what about this song? Oh, this song? Right. The the song that we listened to? Right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. To me, it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of like indie rock, but, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I did enjoy it. It is very much like, you know, like in the like lineage of Oasis and, and Blur and, and whatever else is in that oeuvre, uh, uh, is like, I can acknowledge that it is good music while also being like, eh, this isn't for me, you know? Not for you, yeah. Yeah. That Brit pop. I'm just not into, I'm just not into the, into the, the Brit pop or whatever. <laughs> it's, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I like the, uh, breakdown in the song a lot. The, the, like where it comes back in with the bass line and then it starts off kind of quiet. And, uh, I like that, that repetition. Um, a lot of times, that can really rub me the wrong way in a song when like um like you find like one line that's or or worse like one stanza that you really like you're like you did it. oh man i really wrote some good shit so i'm going to sing it twice yeah that bothers me but uh, i think mm-hmm. it works in the song because it's part of a build um and uh part of an explosion this whole song is very explosive and fast and high paced and that's the other thing i really like about it gets in and gets out yeah yeah i i really um i gotta i gotta say like the song ended like so um like i i'm with you i enjoy that it's just like in and out i enjoy i i definitely vibe with that uh as i was listening to it i wasn't looking at the at the player so mm-hmm. I didn't know when it when the ending was coming up, and then it just mm-hmm. stopped, and I was like, yep. "Oh, it stops very abruptly." Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, which I really appreciate, honestly, because like, what's the alternative? And the alternative, and a lot of bands do it, and it yeah. always irritates me. Is like the song is over, they're done, like they they're 
they they what are you gonna write another verse you're gonna write another like you're gonna sing the chorus again three more times like no the song's over move on (laughs) yeah there's definitely yeah a lot of songs that just repeat bits which is super annoying um or uh because like i think about this a lot actually is song endings Mm -hmm. because there are a couple of different schools of thought about how to end a song and they're just tools in a toolbox there's no right answer but there is this kind which is like just an abrupt ending and this is great for album listening because it can immediately lead into the next song. Yeah. Uh, th- there are songs that uh, take that a step further, and they uh, they have the start of the next song start off with a little bit of the previous song, like it's supposed to be like a yeah like a fade in, which is great when you're listening to it as an album, but, but when you're listening to bad. it as a single. It's like, hmm, okay, yeah. why is the song starting this way? And there's also the other uh, 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 the other option, which is the long fade out, which is maybe my least favorite, mm-hmm. where the song will will be over at like three minutes, but it doesn't end until like four minutes, yeah. because what they decided to do was just repeat the chorus over and over again ad in infinitum as the song just slowly fades out and the vibe is supposed to be like oh the song just goes on forever but i'm just like i wish it would go on for less time than this (laughs) yeah i i think that there are songs that like you said it's a tool in a toolbox yeah and you know, just off the don't like. I think a lot of times, like classic rock songs, get away with it just because it sure. was more in the style of the music at the time. And one of the first songs that came to mind was um, a song that I brought to the podcast before, a "Closer to Home" song. And I'm pretty sure that that song does a like a really long fade where they do continue to repeat the same words over and over again. Yeah, but yeah. it works in that song, um, and it doesn't bother me um, because they it's sung differently every time like i talked about this in that episode um you know they it's it's not just a repeat to fill up time it bothers me when it feels like you didn't know how to end the song so you just kept singing and slowly turned the volume down yeah yeah a hundred percent one hundred percent uh and i and i feel like like to me and like you know, uh, fucking huge bands, huge ginormous bands will still do that, like, that long fade that just feels like they didn't know how to end the song. Yeah. And, like, yeah, because you're right. There are times when the long fade feels appropriate. And I will agree with you that, like, the fact that with that song that you brought, the fact that I didn't even really consider it, like, I didn't notice it, shows that it works. Right. But there are like these huge bands that will nevertheless still have these long fade outs. And even though they are, you know, by by all rights, talented bands, talented bands that that have a lot of practice and craft and whatever, it just reads as so unconfident. Yeah. It's just like figure out an ending or don't. Mm-hmm. And uh uh this is, I think, what what is for me more appealing about like pop music as opposed to rock music, is that uh, pop music 
knows how to keep me interested and end when it's the right time. It's a little bit like calculated, but yeah. I don't think that's always a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're sort of getting away from this song. That's fine. I think we've said all that we need to say about. This. Well, I've said all that I need to say about the song, and sure, and can leave it up to you if you have anything to add. The 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 main thing that I have to add because I I don't want to uh uh like I I don't want to spend any more amount of time throwing any shade at this song. You know, mm-hmm. like the Arctic Monkeys. Everything I've said about them, I stand by. That said, I do not want to, um, I do not want to disparage the genuine craft that they do put into their work. It is not, uh, it is not cynical, even if it's not the kind of music that I want to listen to. However, the last thing that I want to say about it is that I'm, I'm looking at it and I love that, uh, there is a song on this album called Brian Storm. Yes. Oh my gosh. That. I, I listened to this album for years before I realized it wasn't Brainstorm. And I feel even <laughs> stupider because, like, literally the song opens with, like, some guitars or whatever. And then he comes in and he says, Brian. And, like, <laughs> it just never put it together. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, that's all I got for this one, I think. Yeah, me too. So it's a sleepy one. This is a this has been a sleepy. Has this been a sleepy episode? You decide. I, I, you you may not have noticed it, listener, but this was a sleepy <laughs> one. These, now, these are some sleepy bones. It was. It was. This is. Here's the thing, people. I don't know if people realize this about me. When I get sleepy, I get silly. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, which is honestly a genuine problem when, uh, me, like, whenever I'm over at my partner's place and we're trying to, like, fall asleep, but... You get slap happy? But, well, I don't, I don't know about that, but what I will, I don't even know what that means, actually. Oh, it's, it's just that. It's like, I mean, it happened to me a lot more when I was a kid, but it's like, when you get sleepy and then you don't sleep early enough and then you get overtired and then you get really silly and and then you get like kind of delirious because of how tired okay. you are. Okay. All right. I just don't know that I like the term slap happy. That's what, sorry, Jupiter. I didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it before. I just like, that is not, it does not sound like the term, the like <laughs> concept you're describing. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, like, we'll, we'll be in bed and then, cause we both kind of get like this where we'll just be like, try, like, kind of going to sleep, but then one of us will make a joke at the other and then it'll spiral mm-hmm. and then we'll stay up until five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, that's this episode. We've done it. And now I've got to pick, uh, my theme for next episode. Which is one that, uh, one that, that sort of jumped out to me. Jumped out to me. This one comes from Candle Nights in our Discord. Thank you, Candle Nights, for songs that play over the speakers as you get more and more lost in an endless (laughs) Ikea. I've been looking at this theme for a while and wanting to pick it, but it just, like, hasn't been the right time. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you picked it. I I want 
because uh, the endless IKEA that is a uh, that's an end an SCP, I believe. Oh, I didn't even know that. I believe it is. I believe it is. And there's even a um, there's even a like SCP fan game of it, I believe. Uh, or maybe like it got spun off into its own like non SCP thing, but yeah. Either way, uh, the the endless IKEA is a concept that is not original to Candle Nights, I don't believe. Uh, so maybe I'll find some some inspiration there. I don't know. I think I think I've been intimidated by it. I think I'm scared of trying to find a song for this, but it's going to be a good challenge. So Yeah, I feel like we've been, you know, we've been throwing each other softballs for a while and Yeah, I, you know and what? I, and we actually recorded on time this week, so we actually have a full 2 weeks to figure it out. So let's go. Absolutely. We've recorded <laughs> we recorded on time for the first time in Checks Watch. <laughs> Slightly too long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, thank you, Candle Knights, for that suggestion. Very excited for an endless Ikea jam. Uh, that's that for this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. And have a wonderful night. I do have to go call my sister. It is imperative. Yeah, I, I gotta go call my sister. The, the countdown it's, clock is ticking. The paperwork. It's due tomorrow, and I yeah. need her input immediately. So I, I need a call on my sister's desk by 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>